Now, in my experience, growth usually comes from a source of pain or discomfort, which pushes you to try something new or interrupt an old behavior simply because you come to realize that the pain of remaining the same, of remaining who you are and where you are, is far greater than the discomfort it's going to take for you to change and try something new. My intention for this show is to inspire growth within you. So if you want to familiarize yourself with the journey many have taken to drastically change their lives, this is the place to be. Hello and welcome to this edition of the Grow With Moin podcast. I am your host, Moin Zafar, and today I have with me Samantha Warren, Mm -hmm. who is an intuitive energy healer and a psychic practitioner. We'll get into all of those in today's podcast. Samantha, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. It's so good to see you again. Yeah, thank you for booking this time and having this conversation. Yeah, of course, of course. Anything to help share and spread message and love. (laughs) Yeah, love it. All right, so let's get right into it. So you are an intuitive energy healer. So Mm -hmm. if that was your superpower, how would you describe your origin story of getting there, of getting that superpower? How did it start? Oh my gosh. Um, that's, I, <laughs> whenever these questions come about, I feel like it's a bit of a loaded question because there's yeah. so much to it that it's not just one point in my history where I was bitten by that spider and all of a sudden I have these spidey senses, you know, as right. I like to, to call it. It was more of a fostering, you know, um, as, as time went on. So Growing up, my father is more um, into the paranormal and into um, the energy and kind of was very much into law of attraction. And I grew up with a lot of that, Um, you know, the Celestine prophecies. And he would meditate underneath um, a copper pyramid that he would make. And, you know, he was a a photographer that would love to go uh, take photographs of ghosts and haunted houses and develop the film and take a look at that. So I had... I had someone in my life who was very much like, oh, you had a dream? Okay, let's talk about it. Or Ooh, is it a dream that you want to hold, you know, hold dear to your heart so it can come true? Then, you know, like he fostered a lot of that, of like the magic of, of you know, energy and of the unknown or what we deem as the unknown. And through all of that, that's how all of this just kind of came. And it was little by little, you know, um, until I got my first tarot deck at, you know, age 19. And then as I was just like moving with my tarot deck and just kind of like being playful with it, it's just kind of grew and grew. And my intuition just started to develop even more in my twenties. Um, yeah. And then, uh, and then as time went on, it just kind of came and then it, it goes, it comes and goes depending on how serious I am about it. And then, it wasn't until, uh, you know, just before COVID when, you know, I saw a psychic and she's like, you have healing hands. Why don't you do anything with it? She's like, you were so intuitive. She's like, you're so tuned in. Like, why aren't you, why aren't you doing anything with it? And it was in that moment that I was like, you're right. I do. Like, it was kind of like, I needed the permission to, to execute on, on the intuition that I have and what I, what I can offer for the world. So. 
Okay, so a lot to get into yeah. into there. <laughs> but thank you for sharing. Um, okay, so do you want to describe? Okay, first of all, why do you want to do this? Why are you doing um, your practice with intuitive energy mm-hmm. healing? What is your why? Yeah. So from a young age, I've always wanted to help people. Mm-hmm. Like right off the get-go, I wanted to be a teacher. And uh, and and that was the only way I knew that to help people. Because I was like, oh, I really like my teachers and I like what they're doing. And, you know, so I thought that's what I was going to do. And as I grew older, I still wanted to be a teacher. But I knew that there was something big inside of me to help people with. Um, and then I decided didn't want to be a teacher later on, tried all these different things out. And I realized that over the years, over the years that this is just a way for me to help people. Like this is a skill that I have. This is something that I can tap into and other people have been able to benefit from it, just even if it's just a moment of clarity or a moment of being given permission to, to do something, um, or just even having some peace of mind around a query that they have. And I do what I do because I love to help people. And if I can help people just one step closer in their journey, that's what I want, that's what I want to bring to people you know, and my whole thing is like, you know, allowing people to discover their inner magic again as well. And if even I'm able to do that just through some insight that comes through a download that comes through, then, then that's how I can offer that to the world. Love it. And Mm -hmm. I don't know if you talked about this before, but my name literally means a person who wants to help. No way. I did not know that. Oh, I thought we talked about it, but okay. No, I don't. Well, maybe. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Okay. Well, you know, you're living out the prophecy of your name then, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Doing doing what I can. That's so cool. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. I love it. Okay. So you're saying, uh, you said you started this intuitive healing practice just during COVID? Well, I mean, I've been a Reiki practitioner and do theta healing for, for a year. Like I've, I've been a practitioner for of these two modalities for a couple of years now, but it was kind of just like, Oh, it's just something nice to have, you know, being a restorative yoga teacher. Oh, it's nice to have this modality. So I can, you know, go throughout the class and offer some Reiki throughout the, you know, throughout it while they're in the poses or, you know, it's just something nice that I can offer for myself or those, you know, around me. It was never something that I intended mm. um, to do as like a career move or, you know, have as part of my career um, before. And then it wasn't until, yeah, until the start of COVID that, that, it's, that it started for me. Okay. All right, cool. Yeah. So a couple of things. So let's back up a little bit. So you're mm-hmm. a restorative yoga teacher, which I forgot yes. to mention. Yeah. And you're also a Reiki practitioner. So, well, yeah, go ahead. Okay. So, for those of you uh, listening, those of the people who are listening who do not know what Reiki is and what restorative mm-hmm. yoga is, just give them like a, a poor man's definition of what that is. Yeah, for sure. So, restorative yoga is a form of asana, form of yoga. Um, however, it is what I like to call nap yoga. Mm-hmm. You know, we, 
the asana that we we tend to know is the very quick, fast-paced type where um, you know, you're in the pose and you're moving and it's dynamic and there, you might be sweating, but you're building and you're, you're, you're grounding um, and maybe even working on your balancing postures. Whereas restorative yoga is really allowing the nervous system to rest. It's giving yourself that space, that time, the opportunity to basically relax into these shapes. And one of my teachers said it best, you know, in a traditional asana form, we go to like a hundred percent. So if we're looking at a barometer, we go to a hundred percent or even more, like that's how much energy we put into it. Whereas with restorative yoga, you're taking it back to like 70, 75% at the most. So we use props to hold you up so that you're not sitting there having to use your muscle and to use the strength to hold yourself in that pose, but rather you're allowing yourself to melt onto it. You can soften the shoulders, you can soften the back and the arms and the legs and just know that you are held and supported in those shapes there. So that's restorative yoga. It's a beautiful practice for those who are uh, you know, needing to relax and de-stress and needing some place of, you know, like reprieve. Um, but it's also really good practice for those who don't know how to, <laughs> mm-hmm. for those who don't know how to slow down. I've had students sometimes sit there in class and they're like twiddling their thumbs because I'm like, I don't know what to do here. And it's actually the best place for you to practice that, you know, because you are held in that space for that to happen. Yeah. I love that yeah. definition of melting into the pose. I've tried restorative yoga before too, and it's so good. It's it's just like a nap time, but you're also stretching and pushing a little bit. But really good. Yeah, Yeah, no, it's beautiful. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And so let's talk about Reiki now. Yeah, so Reiki is a ancient Japanese energy tool. I want to say a tool, uh, energy medicine, maybe is probably the best word to describe it. Um, where we are channeling, you know, the powers of up above, whether you call it your higher self, source, God, universal life force, whatever you end up calling it, we are channeling that energy in through the crown of our heads and out through our palms. And what we do with this energy is we work with the body either in person, or you can even do it remotely to help navigate whatever their query is. So let's say someone's coming to me and they're like, I am feeling a lot of grief and I just want to, I just want to help relieve some of that grief. Well, we, what as the Reiki practitioner does is we tap into their higher selves as well as whatever energy that's comes through. And we work along the body to maybe the different spots where the grief is held in the body. Um, you know, it might be that grief is normally in the lungs, according to traditional Chinese medicine, but it may not be resting in the lungs. We might be finding it in the hips. Mm -hmm. We might be finding it in the back. We might be finding it at the head or the ears or even the feet. And we work with the energy that is in those parts of the body to not only help release it and to, 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 you know, take it out of the body, but we're also drawing that universal force energy into the body to help like bring more vitality in it, to bring more light with a capital L into it um, so that there is healing happening there. And depending on the practitioner, but my teacher always said, find the medicine, 
that's in that area for that person based on what they need to hear from their query or whatever is coming through. So that's what we do with, with the Reiki. And then we, we help to clear a lot of that energetic, you know, stuff that's happening in the body that, um, that's not, I mean, that's, that's helpful for the, for what we need to learn, but it's not helpful to hold on to long-term. Yeah. Thank you. Beautiful explanation. <laughs> Thank you. I love it. Okay. So now we know what those are. I want yeah. to talk about, so obviously these are not conventional career choices. No. Let's, let's talk about some of the obstacles or challenges you had to face getting to where you are now. What was mm-hmm. the support? Like, were you always supported to pursue this? It kind of sounds like you were because your dad was kind of into this stuff. But I'll let you tell the story. Yeah, for sure. So I I love that you're asking this question because my story is not of a normal one, mm. you know, in a way that that we've been navigating. So like I said before, like I've always known that there's some sort of like I'm meant to help people in a bigger way. Mm. And I always thought that was teaching because as much as my dad was very much um into the esoteric and into the paranormal and very much kind of did his own path, you know, being the black sheep of his family going into photography, I was still very much kept in a box mm-hmm. of potential. You know, they only knew what they knew, you know, my parents only knew what they, what they knew. And I didn't really know much about the different ways that you could earn a living or to help people. So I was very much stuck in, you know, oh, I can be a teacher. Oh, I don't really want to be a teacher. Okay, maybe I'll be a nurse Mm. who can't stand looking at veins and drawing blood. Okay, so maybe I could do this. Maybe I could do that. And so I stuck myself in these boxes of predictability of, um, you know, like what's deemed normal, you know, like I was going into doing HR management and then realized I didn't want to do that. And then, fundraising and realized I didn't want to do that. And, you know, there was all these different places where it was just very normal, you know, all the jobs that I thought I wanted to have were very normal. Um, And the challenges that came with that was the frustration of knowing that I have something to offer and something to give, but I couldn't find what it was. Mm. And that was the challenge was getting over my own internal um, thinking of the limitations that I had set for myself. And then also the challenge and the struggle, I want to even say to persevere, to move through all of the stuff that I, that I thought I needed to move through, Um, you know, and, and even as the years went on, when I was kind of like, okay, like I'll teach yoga and I'll do this and I'll do that. There were still labels that I was putting on, these careers that I was wanting to, uh, to achieve or move towards. And by putting those labels on, I was actually limiting myself to the possibilities that were out there. And, um, you know, and then, you know, at the start of COVID, when all this was happening, it was just more of like, oh, I don't need to have a label of, as to like what I'm doing and who I am to fulfill what it is I need to be fulfilling in my life, you know? Um, and I, and that's where Site K kind of came in too, where it was like, no, let's break out of those limitations and those ways of thinking. Cause 
um, yeah, like I had the support from my parents the whole time. Like they were kind of like, do whatever you want to do, do it. Like it wasn't my parents. It wasn't any of that. It was all in me. It was all my limitations. It was all of me thinking I need to be in this certain box when in reality I needed to like break out of the box and do my own thing. That was the challenge. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is very unique because usually when I, when I interview people and I talk about challenges, there's always things in the environment, whether it's the parents or peer pressure or whatever. And it's normal to have that, but yours was an internal compass and guidance. So what would you yeah. say was your biggest breakthrough? I know there might have been compounded over time, but what would you, if you think, look back now, what was the biggest breakthrough that helped you like break out of the, the normal? That helped me break out of the normal. Mm. That's a good question. Um, Well, the first breakthrough that helped me break out of the normal, even though I was still kind of in it, was um, about eight years ago when I quit my job because I was always that person too where I was like, I don't want to be in a job that doesn't make me happy. Like, I just can't. I'd rather go boom back in my, with my parents and look for a job than continue at a place that never felt good for me. Like I was always that person. So I had just recently left a job (laughs) and I woke up, but before I opened my eyes, I heard this little voice that said, you're moving to Melbourne. Hmm. And I was like, before I even opened my eyes, I'm like, Australia. And I heard, yeah. And then I opened my eyes and I was like, oh, okay. That's something that's happening. And how that helped me break through the normal was because I kept getting questions of like, oh, do you have a job? No. Mm -hmm. So you're just going to go there. And I'm like, yep. Mm -hmm. Do you have a place to live yet? No. (laughs) They're like, really, you're just going to go and wing it. I'm like, that's the only way I can do it. (laughs) Like, I can't prepare for it. I didn't prepare for this. How can I prepare for that? And that actually, that trip was what broke me out of that form of normal, like that form of like normal in the box, because it opened me up to personal development. It Mm. opened me up into spiritual development. It opened me up into this other world that is now becoming my life even more. Um, So I would say that was the first moment of it. And it was like the best year of my life being there too. It was just, oh, it was, it was amazing. Um, and then, then the second breakthrough moment happened a couple years ago where I learned about human design. Are you familiar mm. with it? No. So I'm not an expert in it, but it is a internal map system mm-hmm. or blueprint system, I should say, that helps you determine, I wouldn't say determine, but it helps you to like figure out who you are based on like the astrology and stuff. Um, And so, but there's not, they're not trying to tell you to like be this, do that, do that. It's more of like, Hey, as a generator or as a projector type, this is kind of a standard of like how it feels to be you. And if you're deviating away from it, it could be reason, you know, it could be the reason why you're not feeling happy. And just learning that that system just really kind of allowed me to uh, to understand myself a lot better and that there was something else out there. That, human design? Uh, human design, yeah. Interesting. So is that just like a program that you sort of get? It's, 
Well, you can, I mean, there's so much to learn about, about it right now. Um, like you can go on YouTube and figure it out. But okay. uh, if you just Google human design chart, you're going to get taken to a website where you're going to put in all of your information. Again, like you need to know uh, your time and place of birth. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then through that, you'll just get like this chart and it's going to look so bizarre and so weird. And you're going to be like, I have no idea where to go from this. Um, and I'm someone that likes to kind of like dig as far deep as I can possibly get about something. Like I will deep dive for a full day on something that I'm like super interested in. And then I'll come out with the information that I, that I need to, to move on. <laughs> and um, that's what I did with that. And it was just so fascinating to learn more about myself than astrology could ever give me. Mm-hmm. Um and it kind of gave me a little bit more permission to, to, to venture the way that I need to venture in through my life. And so I kind of started to move along in that way there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that mm-hmm. part of your life. And I'm drawing some similarities. You mentioned you were into HR. I was, I studied HR for two years in undergrad and then I switched my major. <laughs> yeah. I realized I wasn't really into it. Um, nope. And I also quit my job for that same reason because I wanted to do mm. something more. Yeah. So pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. It's amazing how much the human spirit just when you listen to it, mm-hmm. it's just, it's, I don't know about you, but for me, it like, it just screams at me. It's like, get out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, we're not happy here. And some people are, some people can do that thing and they're perfectly fine with it. And I say kudos and do that. But if you're, if you're human, if your spirit is saying to you, like, get, you know, GTFO, you know, mm-hmm. then, um, I say, I say, listen and follow what needs to come through you. Yeah. And it takes yeah. um, more yeah. than just listening, right? It takes courage and, and strength and effort on your part. You mm-hmm. know? And I think everybody has that voice. Some people just choose to ignore it. And whatever, yeah. whatever the feeling is, I, I, I get that some people are happy doing what they do, which is great. Yep. But some people are not. And they just get attached to at the end over time, like that feeling of not being happy or just attached to that, that anxiety that like, Oh, this is what I know. A hundred percent. There's, I mean, like I just finished uh, the Joe Dispenza book, you are the placebo. Mm. And I just learned that like, even though I knew it was, these books are just confirmation of everything I just knew intuitively. Right. And no, it's, you become addicted to, because the, the chemicals that are, that are released through into your body, through those thought forms that you have, the more that you have those thoughts, the more the chemicals run through the body. So if you're just going to be addicted or you become attached to the fact that like, oh, I'm unhappy. Oh, my job sucks. Oh, it's just the way that it is. Yada, yada. Not only is that your beliefs around it, but your body becomes addicted to that. Your brain becomes addicted to those thoughts because of the chemicals. Exactly. And yeah, the longer you stay, the bigger and bigger the risk starts to get, right? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. If there's something that you really want to do and you don't have a conversation about it with someone who's actually done it, it's going to be a very difficult path. And that's something that I've learned through my experiences. 
you know, of writing a best-selling book, of starting and failing at a business, of starting this podcast and learning how to interview and be interviewed on other podcasts. And so I want to tell you that I had help. I had a lot of help to get to where I am today. And I want to offer that back to you. Everything that I've learned through my experiences, hundreds of hours of personal development and having something in mind and actually going out and doing it, I want to offer that back to you. So if there's something that you really want to do, and you think I can help you out with that, reach out to me and book this 30-minute call. It's absolutely free. There's no commitment, and I'm not going to sell you anything here. All I'm doing is seeing if there's any way I can add as much value to your life as I can. So if you're interested in that, click that link, and let's start talking about your dreams. All right, so let's talk about Site K. Now, Site K, we met at a workshop, the advanced workshop, Mm -hmm. not too long ago. And then you went on and took on the the masters as well. I so, did. So let's explain what Psyche is. And uh, yeah, we'll talk more after that. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. So Psyche is a simple yet rapid transforma- belief transformational modality or tool. It aligns your subconscious goals with your Uh, your subconscious beliefs with your conscious goals. Got those things mixed up there. Um, Yeah. So it's a really powerful, I'm sure you've, you've experienced it as well, but it's a really powerful tool to have when we're working with the subconscious, we're working with the beliefs, the perceptions, stress, traumas, patterns, um, anything that's limiting us from achieving the things that we know that we are greatly able to achieve become it allows us to become whole brain to you know the things that we never thought were possible before yeah you know like I'm gonna say like so I have this is this little sticky note right there Mm -hmm. um was from the master facilitation and it was perfect for me and I never thought it would be for me until it came out which was I create and conform to my own social rules And I have to keep that there as a reminder of, right, no, that is totally possible. And I didn't think it was. And now it's a part of my subconscious beliefs. And now it's becoming a part of my reality. And it's just so powerful that something, that small little sentence, that small little statement is just making this ripple effect in my life. Yeah. And if you were to go a little deeper, and obviously I've talked about this on the podcast in the very beginning. And so beliefs and subconscious beliefs are something that are programmed into us when we're very young. And I think you've read uh, The Biology of Belief as well uh, by mm-hmm. Dr. Bruce Lipton. And he talks yeah. about how our brains are in the theta state when we're young and everything that's happening around us, we're recording and making rules. And after that, we shift into Delta and everything that we have recorded they become our programs, our way to um, live in this world. And there's no filter, right? Whether it's good Mm -hmm. or bad, it's in there. And it's running, sort of running your life in the background, whether you like it or not. But you Mm -hmm. can shift those. And there's a lot of tools that you can use to shift those. There's obviously, there's hypnotherapy that helps with that. There's NLP and then Psyche. And I sort of rate them in that order too, as Psyche being like the top one, because it just helps you shift things so powerfully and so quickly yeah it is so magical and yeah yeah no it's a that's a great uh, addendum to to what I said too 
There we go. <laughs> camera's losing focus. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> okay, so now you've done the master for Site K and you're sort of going on this career path as well. Mm -hmm. So let's um, shift our focus a little bit from the professional and let's talk about the most spontaneous thing you've ever done other than going to Australia. Oh, I, said that. <laughs> I was like, that is probably one of the most spontaneous things I've done. Um, oh goodness. Spontaneous. Um, I'm trying to think of like appropriate ones as well. <laughs> oh, you create your own social rules. Could be what you may have thought was spontaneous at the time, but now you look back and like, no, maybe not really. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to say, okay, the last spontaneous thing that happened, I because I feel like the spontaneity is actually like moments of synchronicity. Mm. Like they happen because you're meant to, you're meant to be there in the way. So um, I would say the last moment of spontaneity that, that occurred that I'm like, oh no, no, it was just the, it was, it was a synchronistic moment, which was um, me signing up for the basic psyche program. You know, it was, it was something that showed up for me um, at the beginning of 2020 yeah. and I kind of put it off and then it kept coming back. And so I signed and I not knowing what it is, not knowing, not having a session, not knowing anything about it, I signed up for it. Mm. I signed up for the program and it was like two weeks later that the program started and everyone's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is. They're like, why are you doing it? I'm like, I don't know. I just feel like I need to be there. <laughs> okay, that is pretty spontaneous. Like yeah. 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 And especially considering I'm like, no idea what it is. My neighbor told me about it at the beginning of the year and that's, uh, and then here we are today. So. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I actually, when I first read about it in the biology of belief, I, um, I think I went on their website. I like looked at the facilitators. I somehow connected with Mary and mm -hmm. then like had a couple of sessions with her and then I sort of signed up. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, you, you 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 had a little taste of it before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wanted to I wanted to know what it's like, and then yeah, um, and then I was like, yeah, this is it for sure. Yeah. No, for sure. That's how that's how most people move through how they end up where they end up. You know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> not me. Not me. I had to experience <laughs> it while during the process of it all. So. <laughs> yeah. Which is also like. You know, must have been pretty amazing once you like got there and learned. I know. Oh, I it was, there. it was fantastic. You know, I even had a moment on the way to the workshop where I basically was like pleading to my team. I was like, listen, guys, I have no idea if this is something for me. Like I told you before, Moen, that I was persevering through so much. I was trying all these different things to kind of figure out where it is I'm meant to land. And I said to him, like, listen, like, I signed up on for a whim. I have no idea what this is. You need to let me know <laughs> if this is something I need to stick with or else, you know, like, I want my money back, essentially. Right. And I showed up. And for the moment I set, set my foot into that room, I was like, this is exactly where I need to be. 
my spirit um, or my animal guide, I should say, is the snake. And Mary mm-hmm. uh, was wearing a, a shirt with a snake on it and a couple, oh, like a couple right. snakes on it. And I was like, okay, the shirt was uh, blue and purple. And those are my two favorite colors. And, and you know, like they're part of my business colors. Um, you know, there was a vision I had with one of my teachers a couple weeks prior. And all of a sudden that it showed up on the PowerPoint that she was, that she put on. And I was like, Oh my goodness. And there was just so many other different little synchronicities that were showing up within like the first two hours that I was like, Oh my God, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Like it was just so beautiful. And, and I wept tears of a joy at the end of the weekend because it was just, it's such a beautiful process. Mm. And a beautiful Blue and purple. My favorite colors too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're power colors. That's, yeah, I call them I call them my power colors. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So pretty spontaneous. Mm-hmm. And so what's been the most thrilling for you in the last 10 years? What has got you like really excited and pumped up? <sighs> Okay, I'm going to put a big umbrella term around this because there's so many different little little droplets that can come from it, but exploration. So exploration in the way of travel, exploration in the way of, um, you know, inner growth and, you know, knowing more about myself, um, the shadow work that comes with it, but also like the growth that comes from the exploration of like getting into the nooks and crannies, um, exploration of, of my soul and my spirit and of the ethers and, um, exploration through reading exploration through, um, working in the quantum, like just the exploration and like the Mm. curiosity that, that can come when you're exploring different facets of yourself and of the world and in your relationships and, and everything. So that's been the most thrilling for me because. I absolutely love that answer. Be the explorer in your life. And I totally resonate with it because, you know, whether it's to reading different sorts of books or, trying out or like even scratching it ish that's that's something that you've never done and just Mm -hmm. going there and being there and just like pushing those boundaries and continue to explore you're gonna have a pretty exciting and you know thrilling life so I love that yeah yeah you definitely can (laughs) if you're curious about life and about the things that you want to explore absolutely absolutely being stagnant is what you know keeps you bored Mm, yeah. And you're bored. And if you're bored in life, it's because I, you know, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to rub some people the wrong way here. But if you're, if you're bored in your life, it's because you're boring. <laughs> you know, you're not exploring, you're not getting curious. And, you know, sure, there's moments that you're bored because you're like, okay, I'm bored. Like, don't feel like doing anything or the things you want to do, you can't do, which is whatever. But if you're just like consistently bored in your life, well, then you're I'm boring. sorry to say, but <laughs> you're boring. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah. Um, okay, that, that's a fun answer. I love yeah. 
I, meant, I, I know I'm meant to, uh, to, to, uh, what's the word trigger people. That's one of yeah. the things that apparently I'm here to do in the world. So yeah, well, this is definitely going to trigger some people that will trigger someone <laughs> for sure. <laughs> okay, cool. What would you say has been your biggest, or oh, what have you read that part as your like most powerful life lesson that you can scan back as far back as you want or as far back as yesterday. Yeah. So I'm going to share with you an experience that I had during a QHHT session, which is a quantum healing hypnosis technique. It's very similar mm. to, um, to past life regression. Okay. Um, just different modality, but very similar. And um, basically they, they take you into the, your past lives and to, to work with it. And I, went into a past life that was the one just before I had in this life here where I was, I uh, was born in 1920 mm-hmm. and I uh, died in 1974. So mm-hmm. not that long ago mm-hmm. compared, like I was, I was born about 10 years later. So, um, and you know, we go through these, you go through the different things and you go at like, what's the message that they have for you when they're on their deathbed, etc. And he wanted to become an illusionist. So, uh, you know, he wanted to work with magic and illusion and kind of like be like that. But his father did not want his son to do that because that was deemed abnormal. It wasn't deemed as something that you do in society. And, so they made a compromise that he, he would become a banker or become something that was normal so long as he wasn't pressured to get married or have kids or anything like that because he didn't want that kind of a life. Right. So he became a banker and that's how he lived out his life was being a banker, you know, and he was extremely lonely and was not happy in his life. And the message that he had for me like this, you know, in this life was be yourself. Don't be afraid to be yourself. And that has stuck with me because in a way I was afraid to be myself for the longest time. You know, like I was, a, I, even though I was like this free spirited kind of person who was like, you know, quote unquote, woo woo and into the ethereal and into tarot and all this other kind of stuff and the moon. I was still afraid to like own that part of me. Like it was like, it was a nice hobby for me, but I was never, I never fully allowed myself to like be it and to have it in my life fully as, as I am. And even still up until probably, I want to say even a year ago, I was afraid of that too, you know? And afraid of the repercussions, afraid of what my partner would think of me if I decided to, you know, go down this route and afraid of, um, you know, what my in-laws would say about me. I would be afraid of what my, like, I didn't care about my family. My family knows me. They know all that. That wasn't the issue. It was more of like the quote unquote normal people in my life. And what would they think of me being the black sheep or being the abnormal one? Um, so that was my biggest thing was, was just be myself, like, just be yourself, be who you are unapologetically and just allow that to guide you. Because if you don't allow yourself to be who you are, well, you're going to be like, 
you know, one of your past lives where you die at 54 years old, lonely and unhappy. And that's not the life that you came here to live. So, yeah. Powerful lesson. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a bit of a contrast to uh, like in your past life, your father wasn't really into this stuff. In this life, you have a family that's supportive and then you're still dealing with what's inside, which is kind of the, the the play of life. Yeah. Thank you for that reflection. I didn't even think of that. So thank you for that. Of course, you're welcome. Yeah. Um, I've had past life regressions before too. And it's uh, usually an intuitive healer or like a hypnotherapist. Mm. They lead you into a meditative state and then they ask you questions and you'll be surprised by how much knowledge you have access to. Yeah. And you'll know how true it is because you'll feel it. I know I was crying in the middle of my session. Yeah. And yeah, very powerful, very powerful. But that's yeah. something maybe we can do, uh, discuss at another time in detail, because that's like a whole other topic. That's a whole, well, and I'm actually, one of the next things that I got a download from the other night was, oh, no, no, like you're going to be doing past life regression and hypnotherapy soon. And I'm like, like how <laughs> soon? Like you said it was two years ago, like six months ago. And now you're saying me it's three months from now. Mm. <laughs> So yeah, no, we could talk about that definitely later. Yeah. So that ties really into my next question is mm. what's next for Samantha the next three to five years? What do you see yourself doing? Oh, three to five years. That's a, that's a big, um, so I always have trouble having set goals like that. You know, like I did a coaching program and it's very much, you know, about that kind of thing. Thing. And I've always had problems with it. I've always had problems setting those kinds of concrete goals because there's so much that can happen that you don't even know about. Like, I didn't even know that I was going to do site K. Like, I didn't know I was going to do site K until two weeks before the workshop happened. You know, <laughs> like there's so, like, I have to, there's, there's goals that I can have in my life, but I need to leave a lot of room for what I call the magic to happen, you know, like all the things that really need to come into your life that are often, um, you know, brushed away because you have your, 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 your blinders on blinders on in certain situations, I think are absolutely phenomenal and necessary (laughs) and needed. Um, but I also think that we need to keep ourselves open to what's happening. Um, but like I said, what's next is, you know, not only is doing this past life regression and hypnotherapy certifications, um, but building up my, building up my business, you know, mm-hmm. building up the psyche facilitation and the intuitive healing and really offering, um, myself as a divine channel for all that can happen. You know, because when I do my sessions, like I'm not me. And even during Psych K, like I've just noticed over some times where I'm like, I'm not even like, this isn't me who's doing it. I'm just the vessel in which this is happening and operating from, <laughs> you know? So um, yeah, so it's building up my business and then also doing the other the other aspects that are going to help, you know, just tie into, into my business as well. So. Okay, love yeah. it. So a whole lot of magic and magic. some business and hypno hypnotherapy. Yeah, why not? Okay. Yeah, love why it. not, right? Love it, love it. So, <laughs> so having things in your peripheral but not like solid concrete, which is yeah. kind of like how I how I function too. 
sometimes. Yeah. yeah. It's nice to have things like you're like, okay, I know what I'm working towards. Mm-hmm. And if that comes in, amazing. If it's not meant to be, it kind of dips in and out, you know, but yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Love it. All right. Mm-hmm. So we're going to wrap this up before we sure. go. A sure. message from your heart to anyone who might listen to this. <sighs> That's a great question. Mm. I just want everyone to know that you are magic. Mm. That even when you don't believe that you have magic within you, there is a little spark of it in there. And when you dial into it, when you sit with it or allow it to just bloom and you unleash it and allow it to, to furl on out into, into your life, even if it's just a small little part, it takes over in every other aspect in the most beautiful way. Mm. So foster it, encourage it, don't shy away from it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. That was really beautiful. All right. So before we go, where can people find you, reach out to you and, you know, want to get in touch with you, get a session. Yeah. 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 So you can head over to my website, www.samanthawarren.biz.biz. My Instagram is at this.is.samanthawarren. Um, and those are probably the two most primary places where you can, you can get in touch. Um, yeah, don't really, I have, uh, yeah, those are the two places. <laughs> awesome. And um, when the episode is out, I'll leave those links in the show notes. So it's easier. Wonderful. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much for being on. This was uh, thank, thank you so much for having me, Moen. That's great. <laughs> All right. I want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in to this edition of the Grow With Moon podcast. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe to my show so that you don't miss a future episode. Feel free to leave a rating, a comment. If you want to follow me on social media, my Instagram is the Grow With Moon podcast. Once again, thank you and enjoy the rest of your day.